Coming up on this episode of the podcast, we play fact or fiction. We're also going to discuss the altercation between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Because of that shocking altercation, we're going to give you our top five most shocking events in sports history. We're also going to give you our top five athletes you can't slap and get away with it. Will Smith isn't slapping Dwayne Johnson. He's not doing that. He's going to give him a firm finger point. He's not going to even walk on the show. He's like, keep, he's going to give him a firm finger point. He's going to point at him. Okay, keep my wife's name out your He's not even going to walk up there. Okay? <laughs> he's not going to get the opportunity. He wouldn't even say, keep my wife's name out your mouth. He wouldn't, he wouldn't even, even walk on the street. He would have mumbled it. He would have mumbled it. The rock would be like, what'd you say? And then as he's trying to talk louder, he's like, you know, it doesn't matter what you were going to say. <laughs> To the new channel sports podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. This is the new channel sports podcast. My name is O'Any, the one and only. We have a great show in store for you, ladies and gentlemen. If you can just do me a favor, go ahead and subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform available. You can also go to our website, newchannelsports.net, and subscribe as well. That's new channel spelled N-U channel sports.net. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Afro Vibes Television as well. In order to do that, you have to download that Roku app and then look for Afro Vibes Television and check out the new channel Sports Show. Also, check us out on the Leeds Podcast Network. We're doing some really good things there. I am joined by one of the best co-hosts in all of America. No, no, not all of America. In all of Earth. No, 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 no. In all the universe, the phenomenal one. Chris is here with me. How are you doing, my brother? I am doing well. Thank you for the introduction. It was very much deserved. I do deserve such an introduction, so I appreciate it. Why you got to do all that, man? I'm I'm over here. Y'all, should, y'all can't see his face. He was so excited for the show. Boy, done ripped up his notes. <laughs> I try to give you some kudos, so you just you just take it too far. But you know what, man? I'm not gonna disagree with you, bro. You do deserve it, man. You, you've been one hell of a co-host. But let's go ahead and, and get right into the show. Let's start off the new channel sports podcast with some headlines. And now. Here's your headlines. And the headline of all headlines, right? It's not sports related, but we have to talk about it. If you don't know what happened at the Oscars the other night, then you are living under a rock. Because at the 94th Academy Awards, there was an altercation, which was the slap heard across the world between Chris Rock and Will Smith, who was nominated and later won an Oscar for his portrayal of Richard Williams, the father of tennis superstars Venus and Serena in the movie King Richard. Chris Rock made a joke aimed at the um, actor's wife, which is Jada Pinkett Smith, 
who was sitting beside him near the stage. He said he was excited to see her in G.I. Jane 2, referencing the movie uh, with, um, what's her name? Demi Moore, back in 1997. Will Smith then proceeded to get up, and we all know what happened after that. But, uh, Chris, what is your overall reaction to that? We're going to kind of just dive into a little bit, and then we're going to try to relate it into our show later on. Try to relate it to some sports, if you say. Yeah, well, you could do all the relate you want. I want to talk about the subject. <laughs> and I have so much to say. So much to say, man. I'm going to go all the way in. And I know you wanted this to be headlines, but I don't care. I'm going in. The more and more I've moved away from the incidents, I guess it's the more time that has passed, the angrier and angrier that I've gotten at Will Smith. I'm at the point now where I can tell you on this podcast, I'm done with Will Smith. And if the podcast listeners don't know, for O.N.U., Will Smith is your idol, right? You love Will Smith. You may not admit it, but Will Smith is your guy. You got your hair cut like Will Smith. You got a beard like Will Smith. You try to work out, look like Will Smith. You do everything like Will Smith. And this is the problem. Yeah, I'm going to be like, I'm gonna be like Will Smith in a minute, too. I'm going to be like Will Smith, too, in a minute, though. We're going to continue the trend. <laughs> you keep on talking. I want to be serious, sir. I'm cracking jokes. Let me, let me be serious. What he did was despicable, disgusting, and downright shameful. He went on stage and attacked another black man. And not just that. It wasn't just any black man. Not that you should attack anyone. It was Chris Rock. And what pisses me off the most about this, Chris Rock has movies about black men. He has movies about black women. He has movies portraying us in a positive light. He has been on SNL. He's done stand-ups across the country. He is a superstar of superstars. And to go on stage to embarrass him like that on a joke about G.I. Jane, which was a benign joke at best. And I can't stand the people who are coming out saying, well, he attacked his wife. Well, his wife is not just anybody. She's been on TV for years. She did a different world. She had her own TV shows. She's had her own movies. Everyone knows Jada Pinkett Smith by name. She's not just an anybody. If he went on stage and he attacked Denzel's wife, I think that we should call him Denzel now. Now we know how to say his name properly. It would be very strange. She's not a public person. She's not out there like that. But Jada Pinkett Smith is known by everyone. And it was a benign joke. I cannot stand what Will Smith did. He needs to be reprimanded. He probably should have been arrested after he did that because we both know if either you or me in public walked up to another man, we talk about, you know, each other a lot, but if either one of us walked, if I walked up to you and smacked you, we're fighting. We've known each other for years. We are fighting. It's going to happen because you would look at me like you have lost your mind. And to do that to Chris Rock on that stage, on that platform, when people are saying, oh, you know, Oscar's so white, all this nonsense people are saying, well, this is what happens. This is what they're saying. Well, this is what happens when you invite black people. <laughs> people are saying that. And it's very, very annoying. Will Smith had to know better. And I'll tell you the worst part of it, and Jim Carrey pointed this out, and I'll let you go, oh. Jim Carrey pointed this out. He said, why was there a standing ovation for this guy? Why was he even given an opportunity to get the uh, the award that he received at the end of the night? What he did was disrespectful. And I'll tell you this, we both know this. If it was any other comedian on the stage, Kevin Hart. If it was any other comedian on the stage, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson, any other person in this world, he's going to get smacked. He chose Chris Rock. And we all know this. And I'll be done after this. I was looking at me like, dang, I didn't know you were going to go this hard. 
We know why he really smacked Chris Rock. It had nothing to do with the G.I. Jane joke. He's having internal issues with him and his wife at home. I don't care anybody says, he got issues. So for everyone that is saying, oh, protect black women, go defend his women, is a women, defending women that had nothing to do with her. Because if he really wanted to protect her, if he really wanted to defend her, he could have done so with his words. He had no interest in defending her. I thought he was embarrassed by her because of the things that are going on within their own family. I'm absolutely disgusted by Will Smith. And for this reason, I'm not watching the next Bad Boys. I'm not watching any other Bad Boys. I'm done with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air until he genuinely apologizes to Chris Rock. Not the BS he's posting on Instagram because he had a chance to do so after he won his award and he didn't do it. He was whack. He was lame. And for me, he's done. He's canceled. Oh, very, very, very much there said, Chris. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, I agree with you. You know, it was disgusting. It was a very disgusting act. Uh, he embarrassed himself. And will you go as far to say that was a mistake? On his part? Well, oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. Well, who are you talking about? Chris no, no, Rock? No, no, no. Uh, Will Smith. Oh, of course so it's this, a mistake. This, He's going to live to regret that for the rest of his right. life. So, this is why I look at it, Chris. And you're right. I'm a very big Will Smith fan. And I'm a big Will Smith fan, just not because of what he has done on screen, but because of some of the things he does off screen and the way he promotes himself off screen as a very genuine human being. So me and you, Chris, let me just be a, a buck with you. That's that's your phrase, right? You like to use that that phrase. Like, let me be a buck with you, Chris. You're my boy, right? You're my brother. Yeah. And no matter what you yeah. do in this lifetime, right, you're always going to be my brother. I'm always going to ride with you. OK, you have been very, very genuine to me. And you have shown yourself to be a very honorable man, right? So if you make a mistake, I'm not going to be done with you, right? You made a mistake. And not only am I not going to be done with you, part of the reason of that being is, is because you have a track record. You have a good track record. Now, if you had a bad track record, like you were not an honorable person, once you make that mistake, there will be a mistake you made. I'd be like, you know what, bro? I am done with you. We could be brothers from a distance. And that's the way I look at Will Smith, yeah. right? For he, for me personally, this is almost similar to what happened with Drew Brees. Drew Brees had a good track record with me, and he made a statement that was very popular. He made a mistake, but I wasn't going to be done with him because he made one mistake. We're all human beings, right? I can make mistakes too, right? And I'm not, like I'm saying, I'm not defending what he did. What he did was 110% absolutely wrong. It was. But he's a human being and he has a good track record. So for that reason for me, hey, I can't be done with him. But like I'll t if I was if I knew him or if I saw him, but hey man, what you did was wrong, bro. There were there were a million things you could have done to defend your wife. You did not have to go up there on stage and take the spotlight. What you did was selfish. What you did was um, disrespectful. It made black folk look bad. But Besides all that, Will, from what I know, because I don't know him personally, right? I don't know the man personally. But from what I know and what I've seen in the past, I'm not saying I'm giving him the pass. I'm not giving the pass. But I can't just be done with them because we're all human beings. We all make mistakes. And there's you can take one side or the other of however you see it or why you think he did it. He was wrong, but I'm not going to be done with him. I, I can't do that. Because I'm a human being and I would like the same opportunity to prove myself worthy if something like that happened to me. I can't just dismiss everybody if everybody make a mistake, no matter how big or small you are. 
That's just my opinion on that. No, I hear you, and I agree with you. When I say he's canceled, I say I need a legitimate apology to Chris Rock. And that may be something we don't see. Maybe Chris comes out and says, we really did have a legit right. conversation. Well, I don't think... If that happens, we'll be good. Yeah, and I, I don't, and I don't, I don't know if we're going to see that. I really don't know if we're going to actually see that. And, right. and, and, and But my, my point is this. If you do something in public, it needs to be made right in public. If you do something in private, it needs to be made right in private. So he needs to make it right in public. And the BS he posted on his Instagram page is not enough for me. And think about it like this. You look at all the accolades <clears throat> that I talked about earlier with Chris Rock. All of that, all of the things that he's done, the first thing you're going to think about is that's the dude that got slapped on stage in the Oscars. It's not just about Will Smith. It's also Chris Rock. And that's what's so unfortunate for me. And it's something that he really didn't think about. He didn't take it into account how that it would affect not just his career, but Chris Rock's career. He's worked his entire career. Let's keep it a buck, right? I'm going to use my own words. He's worked his entire career to win that Oscar as far as his acting career. And his night will forever be forgotten because of what he did. And not just on top of that, Quest Love, my guy, all of our, our listeners who listen to music, you know, Quest Love is with the roots. He won a, a, an Oscar for his documentary, and nobody's ever going to remember that. No one is ever going to remember that because of what Will Smith did. And man, it's I hear what you're saying, it, and you, you want to forgive and all that, but some mistakes are just so big. I'm not saying I'm not going to forgive him, but it's so big, even his words of apology aren't enough. It's marred that night forever. And I will say this, because uh, I said a lot on the subject, it's such a juxtaposition between Denzel winning his first award and Will Smith. If you don't know, there's a video on YouTube. Go check it out when Denzel won his first award. Sidney Poitier was there, and it was just a beautiful moment of black excellence. And that's what that moment was supposed to be with Will Smith, and he absolutely ruined it over the most benign joke in the history of the world. It was just a benign joke. You could laugh, you could not laugh. And this dude laughed. Man. I, I'm, I'm just going to chill because we have a sports podcast. I know we're going to get to sports, but this really pissed me off, man. Yeah, it, it is. Everybody has different takes on it. And I, I don't think, like you mentioned, it was really over the joke. It was more than the joke, right? It oh, was for sure. So that's, that's kind of what happened. A lot of things boiled over. But you kind of know my stance on this, too, you know, in private. I, I'm not all the way, you know, you know in on it, but... Y'all are so. <laughs> I, hey, I know there are things we're not going to say, yeah. so I I totally get that. Yeah. There's certain things that we're just we're just not going to yeah. say. Yeah. So, um, for perhaps this is not the right platform right, to do right, that. Right. Uh, so I'll leave, I, I understand what you're saying, so I'll leave it at. That. All right. So we're still on headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Chris has decided that he had a lot on his mind. He wanted to get off his chest, which is all fine because it was a very big moment. But let's talk about something that's going to happen this weekend. The NCAA Final Four. We're going to have traditional college basketball powerhouses headline the tournament Final Four. Number two seeded Villanova Wildcats will face the number one seeded Kansas Jayhawks. And the number two seeded Duke Blue Devils will face the number eight seeded North Carolina Tar Heels. Villanova coming out the South region earned his trip to the Final Four with a 50-44 victory over houston i had houston going to the final four you know we record down here in houston so i had the cougars go in there but you know they still had a pretty good season the wildcats will face the battle-tested jayhawks 
who rode the top seed in the Midwest region to a 76-50 win over the upstart Miami to the Indy Elite Eight. Justin Moore is going to be out of the game for Villanova. Duke coming out the Western region posted a 78-69 victory over Arkansas. And coming out of the East region, the North Carolina Tar Heels advanced by cruising past St. Peter's, who had a very good season as well. So tip-off for the Final Four will start around 6.09 Eastern Time, starting with Villanova going up against Kansas. My bracket is still pretty good right now. I do have Duke. I do have Villanova. I do have Kansas still in my lineup, and I have Duke facing Kansas in the finals, and then I have Kansas winning it all. What you got, Chris? Man, uh, this is a blue blood Final Four of all blue blood Final Fours. I mean, this is just tradition. Like you mentioned, traditional powerhouses, Villanova, Kansas, UNC, Duke. If you're going to name the top four programs in the country, those are those are it right there, right? right? And there are certainly arguments for other programs, but I mean, those four are really part of the core. Um, really excited for UNC Duke. UNC walked into uh, Coach K's last game at Duke, and they beat them. And they were stomping all over the court, and they made they made a good time of it. So it would be a great time for Duke to get revenge. Uh, and I think Duke remembers that. Coach K remembers that. There is no way that Duke allows, well, Coach Krzyzewski allows North Carolina to beat him twice and send him home twice. It would be... That would be pretty surprising. So I expect Duke to make it out of that game. And with Villanova and Kansas, I thought the winner of the Villanova-Houston uh, game, the Elite Eight, it was ugly. But I thought those were two best teams in the country. I truly did. So I believe Villanova is going to beat Kansas and then beat the winner of the UNC-Duke game. And all of a sudden, Coach Jay Wright of Villanova has multiple national championships at Villanova. I think three if he wins this one. So I got Nova winning it all. All right. In other headlines, overtime rules have been changed in the NFL. The NFL owners approved a modified proposal for overtime Tuesday that will guarantee each team possession. But that's only in the postseason. The rule for the regular season games will stay the same. First possession to win scores that will not change. The Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles propose a mandatory possession of each teams in all games, regular season and the playoffs. But Competition Committee Chairman Rich uh, McKay said there was not enough support among owners to pass the rule unless it was amended to postseason only. Ultimately, it passed by a vote of 29 to 3. If the score remains tied in the postseason after both teams have possession, then the game will be decided by the traditional sudden death. You agree with that, Chris? Yeah, I, I like it. Um, and it's something we talked about in the previous podcast. And it, even though it's not quite your idea, you have the idea of two-point conversions being a big part of overtime. In this playoff format, there is a good chance that two-point conversions will be a big part of the playoffs. Because can you imagine if you get the ball first, you got to consider if we just kick a, uh, an extra point, the other team might decide that they want to go for two instead of, you know, giving you the ball back, right? Um, so I think there's a great chance that two-point conversions are going to play a big, big role in the postseason playoff format. I personally like it. I like that both teams get the ball. Um, I, I really do like that, particularly when a quarterback is hot. You want to see the quarterbacks get an opportunity to touch it. So I'm all here for it. Not sure why they didn't do it for the regular season, just to see how it plays out. I hate to think that they'd be a playoff game. They do it during the playoffs, and it kind of goes wonky, right? And everybody's kind of thinking, like, uh, maybe we should have... You know, there's some tweaks that need to be made. I'd rather be made that be made in the regular season than the postseason. But otherwise, I'm here for it. Yeah, the coin toss is going to be pretty interesting, too, right? Because even if you win the coin toss, 
you might defer just so that other team has the opportunity to go for two if they score. Oh, you definitely right, defer. Right, right. It's like college. Right, right. Yeah, so that's going to be very interesting too as well. All right. So NFL news still. The NFL expands on the Rooney rule. All 32 NFL teams will hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the 2022 season. Part of a series of policy enhancements announced Monday to address the league's ongoing diversity efforts. Beginning this season, all 32 clubs will employ a diversity person, which means female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority, to serve as an offensive assistant. Other NFL announcements over diversity initiatives were also made, but this is the main one. Uh, what do you feel about this new move by the NFL on the Rooney Rule? Honestly, I don't know how I feel about this. It's strange. Why is it on offense? I didn't quite get that. And then the female and then or minority. I just I thought it, was, it read weird to me. I know a lot of people are listen to this podcast saying, are you not there for female inclusion and, and minority inclusion, Chris? No, I'm just saying it reads very strange to me. And I'm, I'm not sure that this is the answer because it almost means, OK, so let's say you hire a female, right? And you have her to be your offensive assistant. And what's her role? Are you going to stick her in a black in a back closet? Like, what does she do? I don't I don't see the utility of this. I'll be very honest with you, because I I don't see how it helps minorities or women who are trying to get into the NFL. So I'm just I'm I'm kind of blocked by it. I'm not I'm nonplussed by it. Yeah, I'm a bit baffled by it, too. I feel like the NFL is just doing something to say, hey, look, we did something. But it doesn't make any sense really and truly. So I'm not really um, in it right now. So. I think they have to continue to work on some things to see where they can go with that. And the last bit of news, we're going to talk a little bit of NBA. Tonight, we're recording right before the game, but Paul George will return after missing three months with an elbow injury. He will start tonight against the Utah Jazz. And that, my friends, is the longest headlines we've had in the history of this podcast. <laughs> but it's all good, though. I'm glad. It's your fault. You're really, it's your fault because you're really, not going to go in. I ain't even going like that, bro. I ain't even going like that, bro. I really did. I'm not going to lie to you. Before the no, show, no, no, we, we've been, we've okay. So before the show started, you should have warned me a little bit. Like, hey, bro, I'm about to go in, and I'm like, okay. Then I probably try to re, <laughs> I would have reformatted the podcast a little bit since you're going to go in on it. You know, so hey, I, I blame all that on you. Chris. Okay, I'll give you that. All right, I'll give you that. All right, so let's get into. I guess I want to call the meat of our podcast. Well, this is this is a this is a ultimate cheeseburger. Okay, that's what this is because we we already had some meat okay. with the headlines, and now we get to more meat. But this is the main topic of our podcast. Let's do our first top five. This is the top five presented by the New Channel Sports Podcast. So, based on what happened at the Oscars, it was a very shocking moment. It was the most shocking moment in Oscar history. We're going to give you our top five most shocking moments in sports history. And let me go ahead and start off, Chris. You want me to start off or you want to start off with this? You go ahead and start off. All right. So I'll go ahead and start off, man. Number five. And I don't think there's a number one or a number five. So we're just going to probably disagree with this. I mean, not disagree with this. We might disagree because we always disagree. But my number five, because I definitely want this to be on the list, Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield. It was a big night mm. in boxing. Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson fighting for the heavyweight championship. This is on June 28th 
1997. And one of the most bizarre things you will ever see in sports happen. Mike Tyson tried to bite off Evander Holyfield's ear. And you saw Evander Holyfield just jumping up and down all over the place. And the referee was like, what's going on? He's like, man, he bit my ear. And that was, for me, one of the most shocking and bizarre things I've ever seen in my life. And that was the moment where I thought, wow, Mike Tyson is really crazy. This is a crazy man in the ring. And he just, he had an excuse, though. He said that Evander Holyfield was hit by him. And so that's what he had to resolved that but that that's my number five right now when uh mike tyson bit a piece of evander holyfield's ear off 
Yeah, I think that's a good one. My number four is going to be recency bias. I think on most lists, they call me crazy for even mentioning this. But when I think about the Will Smith event, it was the shocking nature of it. For me, it was the Cowboys versus the 49ers in this Oh, you just have to bring the the Cowboys Cowboys into this. Really? I just got to explain this, though. Because I was watching that game. You're watching the Cowboys drive. You think they're going to have a chance for Hail Mary. And the Cowboys really do the unthinkable. You need someone, San Francisco, to get to the quarterback here. Prescott takes off running the football. Whoa, I don't think this is going to work out. It will. They'll be on the clock this they were playing for. It's downtown. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the official gets in the way. The game's over. Gosh. The game is over. Oh, he did. Dak Prescott should have looked and found the ref. You can't give it to your center. They were a little too risky. You said, right when I played, Jim, you called it. This is very risky. Wow, I am livid if I'm a Cowboy fan and if I'm a Niners That's the end of the game. The game is over. The game is over, and San Francisco survives and advances. You called it. It was risky. They had time. Dak's supposed to go, but you're not supposed to go past 10. They run this QB sneak, and this is not the shocking part for me yet. He slides, he gets down. But the shocking part for me is he spots the ball where he wants to spot it. And while watching it, I was screaming, you can't do that. (laughs) That's all I kept screaming. You can't do that. What is he doing? It was almost as if he thought he was playing backyard football. So I was really shocked. And then what also shocked me is, man, the NFL has some very slow referees. This dude was huffing and puffing, and he was moving slow as Christmas. I could, I, I was just stunned. So you thought for a second, are they going to put time back on the clock for the Cowboys? And then I guess they're buzzed down like, nope, the game's over. And that was, for me, was one of the most surprising, shocking things I've ever seen. Shocked by the Cowboys just not realizing how the NFL works and how spotting it works. And then it's also shocking to me when I finally realized some of these referees are really out of shape. Like, should he really be the guy spotting the ball <laughs> when time's running down? I don't know. So that's number four for me, man. Man, I'm not going to lie to you. When I told you what the topics were going to be, I had no indication that the Cowboys would be anywhere in this. But I guess I want to say that's a good one. I wouldn't necessarily call it shocking because – we just come to expect things like that from the Cowboys, right? She wasn't really shocking me. It was entertaining, but it didn't shock me at all. Wow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my number three, and Mike Tyson's going to be on this list twice for me, bro. Because when I think about shocking moments, it's jaw-dropping moments where I'm just looking at the, the TV screen. I'm like, in awe, like, is this really happening? February 11th of 1990. Mike Tyson back then was undefeated. He was the baddest man on the planet going up against James Buster Douglas in what people widely regard as the biggest upset in boxing history or in sports history at that. Closing up now as they take a look at it, get a good shot. Well, you can't see it, but I can. And his eye is really absolutely closed on the left side. That uh, jab of Buster was good in the early going, but the big surprise to me is the way Buster came back in the ninth round. Look at this Buster not intimidated, he wants to keep it going. 
Mike actually, his legs, you notice his legs in these wide shots. He doesn't have good bounce in his knees. Buster's legs actually look fresher to me. See Mike the way he went back in his heels, doesn't have the good balance. His legs together as Buster's landing these. Oh, nice uppercut by Buster Douglas. Look at this. He's knocked Mike Tyson down for the first time in his career. Mike Tyson hits the canvas. He's in big trouble. He may not be able to recover. It's up to seven and eight. He's not going to make it. Buster Douglas knocks out Mike Tyson. If you don't understand what is going on there, this is almost similar to, let's just say, a college basketball team going up against a professional National Basketball Association team, and they beat them. Like, this was... I'll give you one. I'll give give you one. St. Peter's versus Kentucky. Right, (laughs) right. It's in that realm, right? No one expected Buster Douglas to beat Mike Tyson back in the day. This happened in Tokyo. Uh, This was a big fight. It was a big heavyweight fight. It was pay-per-view. Mike Tyson was 37-0. and He had 33 knockouts. Buster Douglas was like 29-4, and something along that lines. And no one gave Buster Douglas a chance. You got to understand, back then in the 90s, Mike Tyson was knocking out everybody and i mean it wasn't even close he was just going round in fight in fight out knocking out people taking names and we thought this was going to be any different but out of the gate buster douglas proved man i'm not gonna go out and go down like no punk you saw early on that uh oh this is kind of a different fight here even though mike tyson was able to knock down buster douglas because that was the point, if you watched that fight, because I know a lot of people listen is like, they may not have seen that fight. But when you saw that fight and you saw Mike Tyson knock down Buster Douglas, the way Buster Douglas got up, he was like, okay, that's the best you got? And then you thought, oh, snap, Mike, you in trouble. And then he proceeded to win the fight in what I thought was one of the mo- most shocking events I've seen in sports history. Yeah, that was a big one, even though every Mike Tyson fan knows that Buster Douglas didn't get up in time for the 10 count. But that's a whole nother subject. Um, I think number two for me is, and it's going to make number one difficult for you because number two, I just want to get it in because I don't know what your number one is, is a malice in the price. Right. Uh, that was um, what, the most shocking thing I've seen in, in my life prior to Will Smith doing what he did. It's, it, was, it was shocking. And Wallace was fouled. And Wallace did. Oh! Jackson's carrying on, they should have checked him as well. They 
need to somehow find a way to get this game over with as quickly as possible. The problem is, if Wallace is ejected, I'm not sure. He'd have to walk past the pace of bench to go. Now our test is checked over the scores table and is trying to get down to the bench. Our test is in the stands. Oh, this is awful. Fans are getting involved. Steven Jackson's in the fans. Rasheed Wallace going into the stands. The security trying to somehow restore order. Fans and players are going out and the players trying to help each other out. All the players now, they're jumping in there to try and get the other players out because the fans are coming by. Oh, what a sad scene here at the palace. And now another fight's breaking out in front of the Pistons bench. It's a, it's a fan on the court. This is very, very dangerous. Fans are throwing cups with liquid in them now onto the court. Ron Artest has a look in his eye that's very scary right now. I was watch- well, actually, I was watching the game. I fell asleep, and when I woke up, um, they were fighting. So it was just it was just insane to me. It was an insane, insane, insane game. Um, people were texting. I, Twitter wasn't out then, right? So we were texting at that point. We were just texting, like, did you see that? Or did you see that? And then you tune into ESPN, and it's breaking news everywhere. And for me, it's not funny, but now years from now, the funniest moment of that, and I apologize for being crude because it really shouldn't be funny, was the Jermaine O'Neal punch when he punched the guy on the court and his leg slid. I think he maybe even hyperextended his knee with that punch. It was just an insane night. Uh, ben Wallace being the key contributor to it, but not nobody calling his name enough. Ron Artest obviously is the, the, the center of it all, and it really changed the course of NBA history. Because I'm one of those people that believed without that fight, the Pacers get to the finals, if not win the finals. Um, and it has just changed so much. And um, it was the most shocking thing I've seen probably in my life. I don't know if I've ever seen anything more shocking in sports in my life. Mm. Man, there are a lot of events that have happened throughout the course of time that have been pretty shocking as far as sports is concerned. And, uh, you know, you, you, do, you do kind of put me in the bind here because I think that was probably number one was the mouse in the palace. But I'll just go ahead and say something that you might not even have been thinking of. Back in 1991, Magic Johnson, uh, star point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, he announces that he has HIV. Let me say good, a- good after late afternoon. Um, because of uh, the HIV virus that I have attained uh i will have to retire from the lakers uh, today um i just want to make clear first of all that i do not have the aids disease because i know a lot of you i can want to know that but the hiv virus um my wife is fine she's negative so no problem with her um I plan on going on, living for a long time, bugging you guys like I've always have. So you'll see me around. I plan on being with the Lakers in the league. Hopefully David will have me for a while. Um, And going on with my life. And uh, I guess now I get to enjoy some of the other sides of living that because of the season and uh, the long uh, 
practices and so on. I just want to say that uh, I'm a Miss Plain, and uh, I will now become a, a spokesman for the HIV virus. Now, this was at the time something you watch on That's TV. Number one, that would be number one for me. That's number one. Yeah. yeah. So, because at the time it was like you're thinking about a lot of things. You have a lot of emotions going through. If Magic Johnson is your guy, you're feeling sorry for him. Like, oh my gosh, you have HIV. Wow. And at that time, HIV was a death sentence. You know, Magic Johnson. I don't know how many years later, thirty some odd years later, he's doing good, and, that, and that's a that's a good thing. But at the time, you didn't think of it that way. He had to retire. Other NBA players didn't want anything to do with him. You know, there was a quote by Carl Malone saying, you know, I don't want to play with Magic Johnson if he's on the court, you know, and a lot of other NBA players felt the same way. Isaiah Thomas has some quotes he wanted to say about um, Magic Johnson at the time as well, but it was a spectacle, right? He was there doing a news conference and everything, and he announced that he had HIV, and it was just a a big, big thing at the time, and many people were watching it, and he was a big time name, man, and it was just one of those things that you had to look at. And you were you were you were stunned. You're like, wow, is this really happening right now? So that's my number one as far as uh, shocking sports moments. There are a, a bunch of honorable mentions as far as uh, shocking sports moments. And, and I know it wasn't in the realm of sports or it wasn't an event in sports, but the OJ case was a shocking moment, right? Throughout that whole fiasco, even though it yeah. wasn't, you know when sports was happening or he wasn't playing football at the time. But OJ, that case was must-see TV. I remember back in the day, I was in class, and the teacher was like, we're not having class today. I got to watch the case. And we're just there sitting down doing nothing because she's watching the OJ case. <laughs> and when OJ yeah. when OJ was found not guilty, uh, our teacher at the time was African-American. She was jumping up and down like she won a Super Bowl, Chris. Like she was jumping up and down, like she was defending OJ Simpson. It was it was something crazy back then. But that's an honorable mention for me. That that's a good honor. Can I give you an honorable mention? Yeah. This was gonna come out of left field. Um, when I grew up, I loved wrestling, man. Like I was the biggest wrestling fan in the world. And there was a moment where it was a WCW. So these are for older people. So if you're a little older, you know what I'm talking about. WCW. It was uh, WWF before they turned to WWE, and they had this thing called the Invasion. And, you know, sometimes people from WCW come in the ring and fight, and it was one night, everybody's in the ring, and then Austin came out of nowhere, didn't think he was coming, and he stunned everybody in the ring. Like, he literally did a Stone Cold Stunner on every single person <laughs> in the ring. And for me, that child, I watched that video probably once a month because it was so shocking to me as a child. Um, that, that, for me, is one of the best moments for me in sports, like, that is that is one of the very top moments in my life. Not even sports of my life. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> shocking though. I, I guess it was shocking that he went in there and stunned everybody to you. That maybe that's what was shocking. We're gonna say from the kids. You're gonna say from, <laughs> oh, my from childlike a childhood mind, where right? you're like stunner. Yeah, from my childlike mind because they stutter. said he wasn't in the building. Right, right. They told me when the building. I took that at face value. <laughs> if they tell me in the building, he ain't there. So when he showed up, I'm like, oh snap, right, he's right, here. Right. And he and he did what he did. Yeah, I have two more honorable mentions I want to mention. Um, and these ones are kind of more so on on a different, um, you know, um, I guess I want to say realm. But you know, when Tanya Harding uh, did her little uh, attack on um, Nancy Kerrigan, that was shocking. And you know, um, back in the day when um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. passed away at the Daytona 500, that was also a very uh, shocking event. Oh yeah, that was a very oh, yeah. very shocking yeah. event. And, uh, you know, yeah, but anyway, 
That is our top five shocking moments in sports history. Now, since we're on the topic still of Will Smith and what he did to Chris Rock, we're going to do a second top five. Okay, we've never in the history of the New Channel Sports podcast, we've never done two top fives in one episode. So let's go ahead and get this other top five out the way. This is the top five presented by the New Channel Sports Podcast. Top five athletes you can't slap and get away with. <laughs> I'll let you start this one, Chris. I'll let you start this one because, whew, well, well, number five for me is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> He's definitely there. Like, because I can see him doing on stage no, no. and maybe somebody writes it. I disagree. He would whoop. I disagree with you because I think that, you, look look at what I said. Top five athletes you can't slap and get away with. Will Smith isn't slapping Dwayne Johnson. He's not doing that. He's going to give him a firm finger point. He's not going to even walk on the show. He's like, keep, he's going to give him a firm finger point. He's going to point at him and keep my wife's name out your He's not even going to walk up there. Okay. <laughs> He's not gonna get the opportunity. He would have said, "Keep my wife's name out your right. mouth." He wouldn't, he wouldn't even, even walk the street. He would have mumbled it. He would have mumbled it. <laughs> the rock would be like, "What'd you say?" And then as he's trying to talk louder, he's like, "You what does it matter what you were going to say?" <laughs> oh man. So okay, so we'll say Dwayne the Rock Johnson at number five, and number four for me, Shannon Sharp. I know this is kind of out of left field, Ooh, yeah. but he was on oh, Undisputed. It's not left field at all. No, no I mean, because I, I mean, yeah, it's not out of left field, but I don't know if he expected me to say that. But Shannon Sharp on Undisputed was going in. He was going in. He said if Will Smith had come up there and slapped him, he would have whooped Will Smith's ass. He was like, someone's going to get whooped. Either he was going to whoop me or I was going to whoop him. And that, <laughs> that would have been... Something to see. You're not about to go up there and slap Shannon Sharp. I'll tell you one thing right now. If Shannon Sharp was mad at me, I'm giving him a firm finger point. Okay, I'm not, that, that's my thing. If anybody, I'm not doing I'm, that. I mean, you tripping? I'm not pulling no, my I'm, finger nowhere near. I'm just saying, if, if he pissed me off, I'm giving him a firm finger point, and I'll be. I'll just talk firmly to him. I'm not walking anywhere near. I'm not getting my ass kicked for nobody on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just not. Shannon Sharp looks like he would at his age still, he would whoop Will Smith's ass. So that's number four for me is Shannon Sharp. Yeah, I like that one. Um, for me, number three is uh, somebody, I think you would probably guess is Charles Barkley. Ooh. Charles Barkley is outspoken. My guy from TNT. My guy formerly from the Rockets. Um, the round mound, the rebound. This guy fought Shaq. I mean, let's keep it a book. Nobody in the NBA wanted to fight Shaq. And Charles Barkley was ready for that smoke. And um, he's one of those guys where I could see him... C- uh, Will Smith coming on stage and Charles Barker would be like, <laughs> like I can see him saying something outlandish, something insane, like, you better go sit your ass down. <laughs> I can see him saying that, literally see him saying that and provoking the incident. There is no way he attacks Charles Barkley. No way. Do you know what he always says on TNT when he's talking about fighting somebody? He said they're going to beat their head into the white meat. Do you do you hear him say that phrase? Yeah. That's what I think he would try to do they're all talking about furniture moving. Oh, yeah. Furniture yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way, bro. Uh, there's no way. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Uh, number two for me, and we've talked about this athlete already in our top five most shocking moments in sports history, Iron Mike Tyson. 
Let me tell you something right now. There's a meme going on right now that shows Mike Tyson's picture and that he's going to be the next host of the Oscars next year because of what just happened. Let me tell you something right now. Will Smith is the same thing. He's not, he's not going to get up. If he even comes close to slapping Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's going to give him that two-piece special with a biscuit. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to go down. Doesn't he have a song, The Night I Fought Mike Tyson or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, he does. He, he sure mic. does. It's an old school song. Yeah. Um, I forgot yeah. the name of it, but it is something about Mike Tyson. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't remember the name, name of it either. It's, it's something about, I think it's like, I don't want to fight Mike Tyson or something like that. He sure doesn't want to fight. He yeah. wants no peace of Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is all kinds of crazy. Even at this age, I can just see him. He will probably chase Will Smith down. You see, you know, Will Smith snaps him, right? He's probably going to look for a moment and be like, did this really just happen? And he's going to chase him down <laughs> and proceed to whoop his ass. Absolutely. So that's definitely an athlete that you you cannot slap and get away with it. Um, my number one is probably not as good as your number two, but I will say this: there is one man in in basketball history that I would never fight, would never fight him, because he's one of those few people who would probably say something funny to me and my wife, and I'd have to chillax. I would have to calm down. I would have to, you know, take a breather and, 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 and back on up. And for me, that person is Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett is one of the scariest dudes I've ever seen. And there are stories about Kevin Garnett fighting multiple men and destroying them. Kevin Garnett is a psycho. Like Kevin Garnett, and I mean that in a, in a positive way. Kevin Garnett is a guy that I would never, ever approach. He could tell me, hey, Chris, sit your ass down. And I would probably sit down. i sit down reluctantly, but I'd probably sit down. Kevin Garnett is number one for me. I would never mess with him. You're not, he's not even going to get the opportunity to slap Kevin. Kevin would be like, whoa, 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 hey, 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 hey. I can see, you know, he does that noise. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and it'd be a wrap. Do you remember when Kevin Garnett got into it with Dwight Howard? Do you remember that altercation? Oh, yeah. And then Kevin Garnett went crazy. Like, he was like, ooh, I wish I would have had opportunity to just get my hands on Dwight Howard. I think that if Will Smith had the opportunity to even come close to slapping Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett would do things to Will Smith that you start to feel sorry for Will Smith. Like you have everything we said and done, it would flip, and you would immediately feel sorry for Will Smith. So that's our list of top five athletes you can't slap and get away with. And I just want to mention, obviously, I didn't mention anybody from MMA, because anybody in MMA, you can't slap and get away with. I mean, there's a plethora of... um, Mish martial artist that you just can't slap. So that's why I didn't name anybody from UFC or anything like that, because you just can't get away with that. With any of them. All right. Okay, let's go into our last segment. Jam Pack Show. Fact or fiction? It's time for Fact or Fiction. Is it true or is it false? Factor fishing, Chris. Jason Tatum is an MVP candidate. Fiction. Wow. You don't think that he's the main reason why the Boston Celtics are number one in the East right now? 
Yeah, you can't. I'm, I, they're doing good, and they had a nice little run there, but it's a whole season award, and he wasn't good the whole season. So, fiction. Yeah, I'll go ahead and agree with you on that. I was trying to bait you, but I'll go ahead and just, uh, agree with you on that one. I think that he is playing exceptional basketball right now at the right time, and it might continue all the way throughout the playoffs. But it's not something that he is sustained throughout the year, so that's why I can't give it to him. Other MVP candidates like Jokic, Joel Embiid, those players have been doing it year in, so I can't just dismiss everything they've done because Jason Tatum is playing at a high level right now. All right, LeBron James should shut it down for the rest of the season. Oh, that's definitely, definitely fiction. I'll play it out. Um, they look like they're on the verge of being eliminated from even making the play-in game. But he should play it out if he's healthy enough to do it. Uh, don't expect anything from this team, whether or not Anthony Davis comes back. But he should go ahead and play it out because he probably wants to win that um, that shooting, what is it, the best score in the league, whatever it may be. And maybe him not playing helps him do that. I don't know. But if he's healthy, he'll play. Yeah, I'm going to have to say that's fact right there, man. And that's what you said. Um, he's not healthy. He's having a knee issue right now. I think he's just go ahead and shut it down, reset for next year. The Lakers aren't going to the playoffs or the playing, whatever. Anyway, uh, last one. Memphis Grizzlies are a better team without John Morant. Oh, that's definitely fact. They don't need him. He's absolutely worthless. Um, I, I don't know why they drafted him. They should have just drafted uh, <laughs> somebody else. Come on, man. What are we doing? <laughs> He's one of the best, most exciting players in the NBA. Uh, wish him success. Uh, it seems like the latest report is that he may not even be ready for the beginning of the playoffs. So as great as their season was, they could be out in the first round because it's going to be tough no matter what the matchup is. There are certain matches they certainly don't want. And if he's not healthy and ready to go by playoff time, which it seems like he may not be, I, I don't see them even winning the first round, man. Mm. So you're saying that that's definitely fiction? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I have to agree with that. I do think that John Moran is a superstar. Sometimes you play good basketball without your superstar, right? But your superstar gives you that element that you might need in a playoff scenario. And if he's not going to be there for the start of the playoffs, it might be difficult for him to beat whoever they start off with in that first round. Maybe not because it is the first round and they do play very, very well together. But I still think that that's um, definitely fiction. I think they are a better basketball team with John Moran. All right. Yeah, I agree. It's it's similar to me and you when we play pickup. Like, um, I normally carry the team, but sometimes if I might drop off, you might start playing good because I'm out and it gives you more shots. But when I come back in the game, I get all the shots, obviously because I'm the better player. Hey, man, bro. <laughs> bro, he cut off my mic. I, I didn't. He cut off my mic, y'all. Can y'all hear hey, me? Man. Can y'all hear look, me? <laughs> look, look. I, I, there's one moment, a shocking moment that I kind of forgot when Rajon Rondo hit Chris Paul. Remember that? Back in the day? Not back in the day. It wasn't that long ago. He's, but that was a shocking moment there. Is that you talking about you talking about the slap or what? Was it a punch or a slap? Well, you thought that uh him he, he spit in his face. Rajon Rondo. Ah, that wasn't that, that was crazy, shocking though. anyway. But anyway, then you have, you know, Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith. And, you know, I can continue to trend, Chris. Your name is Chris. So I can just jump over here right now and, 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 and do an altercation. Let's this keep the trend what, going. This is what we're not going to do, man. This is what we're not going to do. We are two black men. We're not going to promote violence here, okay? No, we're not. I'm not going to choose violence. I, I, I'm joking. I'm not over some words. I'm not going to do that, you know. You can talk all you want. All right. 
If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please do us a favor, a big, huge favor, and subscribe. We try to put out the best content that we can. We're out here in this podcast game, really grinding and hustling, and we're trying to put out some good content for you, ladies and gentlemen. So do us a favor and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also subscribe on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U channel sports. Check us out on Afro Vibes TV. Download the Roku app so you can get to Afro Vibes TV so you can check us out there. Um, check us out on the Leeds Podcast Network as well. We have the new channel sports show there also. And uh, that's, for me, that's pretty much it, Chris. You got anything else to say? No? All right. Until next time. We are out. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.